0: Hi and welcome to another episode of the Emma Gunn Show and a midweek installment of bullet points. And so my question to you is, have you found your stride with 2024 yet? I haven't. (laughs) I really haven't. But for the first time ever, I really don't care. And here's why. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... So, if you've been a long-time listener to this podcast, then you'll know that self-improvement, building good habits, and letting go of bad habits were for the early years of this show like my raison d'être. Part of the reason for that was because I was not in a particularly happy or mentally healthy place. I have to say, when I started the podcast, I didn't really know that. <laughs> but as I began to unravel uh, or unpick self-help and personal development, all of those things, self-improvement. I did actually realize that I wasn't doing particularly well. And so I did what is incredibly tempting and tantalizing. And I think a very natural and normal thing to do in that situation is that you tether yourself to... The people out there, albeit via their books or their social media accounts, and you tell yourself to self-help gurus, you hang on every word of someone who looks as though they not only have their own life sorted, but can take one look at you and tell you how to sort your life out. And I was also pretty good at not learning affirmations like a script, but of just kind of parroting the kind of self-help speak that made it sound like I had my life together. But all I was doing was parroting somebody else who looked like they had their life together, but I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. You get the gist. And I think one of the reasons why I did this, why this was so tantalizing, is because truth be told, I had lost any faith in myself. I'd lost trust in myself. And so... When I got to a place when I didn't feel particularly great, instead of looking inward and thinking, right, how are we going to fix this M's and talking to myself in the third person? I looked for somebody else to give me the answers. And I genuinely think that's not the the best thing to do. So the truth is that via this podcast and with your help and support, thank you to everybody who's been here for as long as you have been. You have no idea how much I appreciate you. The truth is that slowly over time, I did reclaim that faith and I did rediscover that trust in myself. And a big part of that was the habits. Um, You remember the habit series that I did in 2018, where every two weeks I would either make or break a habit. I know loads of you came along with me on that journey. And shedding the ones that were unhelpful was a, a big part of the project, but also embracing the ones that were really helpful was a really huge step and it gave me back that sense of self, that sense of achievement and that sense of fulfillment. But one of the things that happened is along the way, as I rebuilt that trust within myself, was that I it made me really skeptical of anyone out there online who sells you the promise of making your life better via their course, their workshop or similar, or even just those people who sit and have the gift of the gab, and look as though they're coming from a position of authority, who for some reason are able to earn, earn people's trust really quickly and quite easily. Who sort of sit on a elevated platform, telling you how you should live your life. And I'll tell you why I am sceptical, and that's because when I was definitely through the worst of the problems that I was having, friends. And people in the industry and people who didn't know me would contact me and say, have you thought about writing a course? Have you thought about doing this? Have you thought about doing a workshop? And don't get me wrong, I considered all of these things. They, are, they can be very lucrative if you can sell them. And I came around to the idea that I simply cannot because I know that my recovery is not linear. And so there is no way that I could sit in front of anybody and say, this will make you feel like X, because you know that one day you're not going to feel that way. And it would feel like making a promise that I simply couldn't keep or fulfill. And so when it was suggested, I just said, no, that's nonsense, because some days I still want to just lie in bed and watch Real Housewives for seven hours straight. And that's actually okay. That's a part of the process. But I no one's going to buy into that so I'm not going to sell it (laughs) anyway it's a slight tangent but I wanted to talk about that because I think that explaining that journey the sort of habits and how my perception of self-help and self-improvement has changed is quite important because last year I got to the point where I felt quite emboldened and I decided to take a lot of risks and I think I told you that at the beginning of the year like I knew that I wanted things to change I knew I felt as though I was on the precipice of a a point in my career especially where I could expand and grow and so I took a lot of risks and um dear listener every single one of them bombed every single one of them (laughs) was not great (laughs) did not work out And in actual fact, I was with a friend a few days ago and they were saying that they very much feel as though they're on the precipice of the potential to make huge expansion within their business. And they know that in order to do that, they need to take risks. They need to push themselves out of their comfort zone. And you should have seen the blood drain from my face as they said pretty much the exact words that I used 12 months prior to me. And because all I thought was, "Oh God, I am the worst person that you can talk to about this," because I did it and it went wrong. But actually, that's not where we're coming to with this, and this is sort of what I want to get round to. Look, I took a lot of risks last year, and they bombed, and uh, they actually didn't just bomb, but they kind of set me back. And I'm having to make up for lost momentum, and I'm having to sort of regain ground that I lost, and that's that's life. Towards the end of last year, I felt really crappy about that. I, felt really, I thought it was really unfair. I felt it was really unjust. But then I thought, well, how arrogant that you would think that life is just getting better and better and better all the time, that you're constantly just going to have a, a graph that is just constantly increasing. Like life, a journey, anything has its pits and its peaks. So you you've, you're experiencing a bit of a pit at the moment. So just buckle up and be ready for the peak when it comes. That's what I thought. And I could see my friend when the blood obviously drained from my face, sort of look at, see my expression. Oh God, yeah, you did that and it didn't work out, did it? And I thought, yeah, you could take that from what I, what I experienced in 2023. Or you could, you could take from what I have chosen to, which is, yes, it is not the nicest thing, but at least I know I took all of those risks. And perhaps the biggest lesson is don't take, lots of risks all at once (laughs) but i took those risks but now i have lots of data from having taken them i didn't wait i could be sitting to you dear listener from 2024 saying i wonder what would have happened if i'd done this or maybe i would have more social media followers or maybe i would have more opportunities to write for these people or appear on this tv show if i had done it." i've done it all and i know what the data has told me time wasn't right and it didn't work out so actually that's a lot to be getting on with And that's the whole point of a risk, isn't it? It's a risk assessment. You weigh up what you might lose and you weigh up what you might win. And I think maybe when I went into risk last year, I just thought about, I was so convinced that any risk would lead to success that I hadn't really properly thought about the collateral damage of what would happen if they didn't go my way. So that even though it can be scary to take risks, and even though I took them and it didn't work out, that hasn't put me off taking risks, is what I wanted to say. And all of this is to say, gosh, so many points in this episode, and I thought this was going to be a brief one. All this is to say that for the first time, I got to the end of the year, and you know that feeling where you feel the end of the year hurtling towards you, where you're in the sort of limbo between Christmas and New Year, and you don't quite know what day of the week it is, and so you end up almost losing a sense of time and space and everything and I began to feel that sort of as if I was floating in space feeling and I began to feel the pressure of gravity but that pressure that gravity was actually this idea that I should use this time to make promises to myself to commit to change to wake up a renewed and a better person in 2024 on the 1st of January and I remember at the end of the year just sort of having a conversation with someone and just saying I feel very emotional I feel like I want to cry because I feel like I've got a lot of thoughts and feelings and I I, my my brain and my body are saying you should be doing this you should be doing that and we know I don't love the word should because it often implies something that you don't want to do but I just chose to reject it. I rejected this idea that I had to get out a new notebook and write a list of things I wanted to do. I rejected this idea that I needed to get better in 2024. Sort of metaphorically speaking, I took my hands off the wheel and I just absented myself from any of the new year, new you nonsense, which is why last week's episode of the show was just very much about, well, what do I know? What are the things about me that I like? But I wanted to mention this because I think it's really important to take that pressure off yourself because what it does is it it removes you from the progress that you have made and it puts a huge amount of pressure on a specific moment in time to say or do something that is somehow going to shape the year ahead. Now I have friends who have had amazing starts to 2024 who are like oh my god I think this year's going to be amazing. I've had friends who've had really crappy starts to 2024 and that doesn't mean that they're going to have a crappy 2024 necessarily. So I think there's almost this weird superstitious feeling about the beginning of the year and because we're a little way into it now and because it has felt a little bit disjointed that's the word that is the common word that is coming from my friends at the moment is that even though they may have had good experiences or bad experiences or indifferent experiences they just say oh god this year has already felt a bit disjointed i would just say just go with it and <laughs> it's just very simple advice just go with it if you feel like you're this is the year to take risks do it but do it and do it when you've kind of weighed them all up if you feel like this is the year when you want to focus on other things maybe you haven't ever taken time off <clears throat> looks at self in the mirror Maybe you think, actually, I've put so much effort into work for such a long time, maybe the best thing I can do for my work is to take a little bit of a step back, still give it 100% my hasten to add, but also make sure I'm making time for the other things. I just think we put so much pressure on ourselves, and whenever I go on social media, which I'm doing a lot less now since my Instagram detox which was the best thing I ever did I swear I'm barely on it these days Um, and life is better one of the things I don't watch people's stories anymore stories are triggering doesn't matter whether you love the person whether you like the person whether you hate the person stories just make you feel like you should be doing something don't engage but I have definitely removed myself from all of those things but when I do go online I see people spouting off about how they can do they can change your life in a few days or have you thought about this and we've just we're just giving people a lot more to worry about than they need to worry about and I think this is all bringing me back to the point that at the end of the year instead of expanding where I was looking and trying to see off into the distance into the horizon and try and make plans for any outcome I just looked at what was in front of me and chose to enjoy that and that is the message of this week's bullet points um Thank you so much for listening. Thank you also for all of the incredible feedback on the post I put up on Instagram. I might not be uh, watching Instagram as much, but I'm trying to use it with far more intention. And I put up a very personal video that I got several friends to double check for me before I posted it. Because I just said, is this too much? Have I gone too far? And they said no. They said this is really important. So if you know, it is from the 9th of January um, or the 8th of January. Um, if you on my Instagram, at Emma Guns, go and have a look at that one. It was very difficult. It took about, uh, it took about a day and a half to film, to be honest. <laughs> there were a few outfit changes. I thought I needed to change my makeup. But really, because I was uncomfortable with what was coming out of my mouth. But that was a really personal one um, related to weight and body image and eating disorder issues. So, um, But the feedback has been amazing. So if you did watch that and it did resonate with you, thank you for letting me know. Because hundreds and hundreds of people got in touch either with comments or dms what was interesting though is that i lost lots of followers for having posted that which is very interesting and somebody said to me a friend of mine said that means you're doing something right you're obviously if people are responding sometimes an unfollow is just as valuable as a follow and i made a funny face but i think they might be onto something anyway thank you for all of your support Um, thank you for listening If you have anything that you would like me to lean into on bullet points, as I muse wildly into the abyss, into the ether in my office to my microphone, if you have anything that you would like me to expand on or any questions you would like to ask me, please email me. New email address, office at emmaguns.com. Please email me there. Or you can always DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at emmaguns or I encourage you to join the Facebook group because that's where a lot of the conversations are happening. And actually, I've been posting um, about upcoming guests that are going to, that I'm going to be interviewing, saying what would you like me to ask them. And the questions that came in this week were freaking amazing. In fact, there was one I did an interview about um ultra processed food and all of the questions that came into the facebook group about that were were absolutely fascinating and were really helpful and really shaped that episode so that'll be coming out in a few weeks so i can't wait for you to hear that but thank you for your time Um, don't put any pressure on yourself if you don't need to take risks if you can handle the best and the worst outcome and um stay tuned for more (laughs) there there are definitely going to be some things happening this year that i hope you enjoy from the show but just thank you for listening and i will see you on the next one